I guess I will wing it like we do every week. Is that what she usually do? I think so. Hello, welcome to Hattrick. I am Jordan Dyler Coltman. I am joined by Elliot Tanti, and we are joined this week by Braden Dyler Coltman, who is back from his journey south of the 49th parallel, venturing through COVID country. Uh, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't know. Second. I think he's coming back to COVID country, if we're going to be honest here. It was, Fair enough. It was uh, a toss-up, yeah. Alberta is a bit of a uh, <laughs> hellscape. Um but it is also the Canadian Thanksgiving long weekend, so we want to give thanks and uh, and, and spend uh, a little bit of time together enjoying some sports. That's what we're doing. We hope you're all with your families. Happy Thanksgiving Monday. Hope you're enjoying your day off. Getting ready for the NHL season. Braden, you were in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. How uh, was that? Did you bump into Mitch McConnell? Uh, no Mitch McConnell. I did bump into Colonel Sanders many a times. Uh, or statues of, and also people who definitely I would have thought were still Colonel Sanders, uh, and a lot of Muhammad Ali uh, memorabilia. Um, I tried. We tried to go to his gravesite, which also happens to be another gravesite of Colonel Sanders, which was just a, a very strange. Like you've got this iconic person who fought for equality, and and uh, and then you've got this like plantation owner who's responsible for. Um, a lot of the, uh, uh, I guess, way of life down in Kentucky. It was very strange, very strange place. Um, yes, riddled with COVID, also riddled with murders, left, right, and center. Like the first night we got there, there was stories of a bus driver who was just driving down the road and and he got shot. It was just like, you're. it's a very strange place. Uh, very glad to be back. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much All right. it. Very philosophical look at Kentucky. It's Kentucky, man. It was like the it, Kentucky is like the ass crack of America. It's, it's full of full, full of ironies. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go the best actually the best part sorry the best part is when when you arrive into kentucky there's um you're waiting for your baggage and they play the kentucky derby like every time bags come out <laughs> can't imagine the rental car workers working there they just must be so annoying so sick, every right? time it plays <laughs> i love that all right topic one here we go Let's get to it. Here's our show for the uh, Thanksgiving long weekend. Here's topic one. Okay. Preseason is over. The wait is over. We are going to have a regular 82-game NHL season this year, and it all gets started Tuesday night. Uh, The Oilers' first game is Wednesday night against the Canucks, who they've just gone back-to-back with in the end of the preseason. Um, We're going to spend a few topics today giving you a little NHL preview. So let's start right there. how do we feel? Uh, NHL's back. We're going to get a full season. Maybe we're going to go to see some games. We'll see how that goes. I know I have tickets uh, lined up for the Oilers and Canucks here in Vancouver. And Make sure you have all your other documents. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully everything else is lined up and ready to go for it. I bought some insurance on those tickets. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm excited. I think it's, 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 it's good to get going. Elliot, how do you feel? Uh, the NHL is ready to get going and uh, we're going to see some, some hockey again. How do you feel? No, of course. I'm stoked. I'm excited. I can't wait. The start of every season always feels like Christmas in some ways. Uh, and this year is is certainly no different. I mean, I think one of the things that's kind of crazy 
um, it's been sort of been lost in this whole conversation around COVID and people being at games and this being a full 82 game season and excitement, la da da we're getting back together. There's a new team in the league this year. And I feel like that's sort of been too small of news. I remember when Vegas entered into the league, it was like a big deal. Um, but it just feels, it's probably a sign of the times, a sign of where we're at as a society, that, um, that this isn't the deal that it, it has been in the past. Uh, but that's really exciting. There's a 30-second team. There's going to be a number of firsts that happen in the first game and in the first week, you know, presumably their first win, their first official goal. We're going to know who that person was. Uh, their first power play goal, you know, all those things that are sort of like stat nerdy kind of things that people really like to, to follow. That's about to happen this week. And the Kraken seem pretty cool. I, I, their jerseys look great on TV. People are excited oh, yeah. about it. I just mean, I, 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 I'm trying to hype up the fact the Kraken are coming in. Cause it's like, <laughs> it feels like it's too small of a story this year. I don't know. That's what, that was that's my first thought. Braden. Oh yeah. The Kraken, the Kraken look good, but it's hard to say. I, I really don't think they're going to do what Vegas did and just shock the world. They like the moves that they made in the off season were a little bit different where they didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, make a whole bunch of trades and try to leverage their picks. And um, they've got, some, they've got a lot of like quality guys that played on quality teams last year. I mean, they've got a guy from every team. Yes, but it'll be uh it, it'll be it'll be uh kind of cool to see how that team shapes up they've got some um strength i think uh, but the the trick there is that they're in a really difficult division and now that the divisions are back to whatever they used to be uh i think it'll be especially exciting to see how uh how dominant some of those teams can really be uh playing some of the teams that that we haven't seen them play. It'll be really, really fun to watch uh, a team play our home team that's not uh, the same team over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different new things about it, right? Um, I also agree, Elliot. It's it's exciting to see Seattle there. It's it's gonna be interesting. They have a week before they even get to play their first home game. Partly, I guess the the lineup to get that arena ready to go for the regular season. They play Vegas. Pardon me, play Vegas. Uh, on Tuesday, so the 12th, um, that's tomorrow. They play them to start the season. So you get both of the newest teams in the NHL playing cool. each other yeah. in Vegas, which is kind of cool. But then they go to Nashville, Columbus, Philly, New Jersey before they finally come home to play the Canucks on the 23rd, um, which would probably be a Hawk in Canada game, I would assume. But it's exciting, yeah, for sure, to have them there. We're going to see a, a fair bit of them. They're in our division for Oilers fans. Um, for me, the biggest thing is, I think, you know, as Braden said, there's a lot of unknowns. That's kind of exciting to sort of see what's going to happen. But I feel like it is also, I mean, uh, as a fan, it, it's nice to feel like there's some semblance of um, the familiar, you know, 82 games. We kind of know what that looks like. We saw how great Connor was in such a short season last year. What's he capable of in a, in a full season? And we'll wait and see what that looks like. Right. So, um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked too. For you, Elliot, is there anything that you, um, when you, when you're sort of looking at, at this upcoming season, anything for you that, uh, you know, I don't know that, that you're worried about or, or concerned about, I mean, obviously COVID's still always going to be the wild card with all of this, but, uh, do you, do you anticipate that we should be able to, to get 82 games in as, as we expect and any big red flags? Um, I'm a little bit concerned about how the schedule bumps up with the Olympics. I mean, it's, it's going to be a condensed schedule this year because of the Olympics and that'll be, that'll put pressure on teams. So if, if we're in a situation where, 
uh, teams start getting outbreaks or you run into situations that way. There's not a lot of time, I think, which is one of the things to be thinking about. Presumably the NHL has contingency plans for all of this. You know, if I'm worried about anything, though, um, and it's something we haven't talked about on the show, and I think we probably will, is some of the stuff that's come out from Robin Leonard in the last two weeks about mm. how team and medication and teams and how teams are dealing with uh, illness. I mean, that coupled with um, it, it, Carrie Price's uh, decision to go to enter voluntarily into um, uh, th- their mental wellness plan. I forget the name of it for the NHL. I mean, I think this is, uh, this has been a challenging two years for everyone and our athletes are no different. And I wonder if um, some of the cracks in the foundation are starting to show here and if there's not a larger issue with substance use in the NHL, then uh, maybe we've been willing to admit or the league's been willing to admit or players have been willing to talk about. Um, and I wonder where that goes this year. Is it buried or are we having a real conversation around it? That's mm-hmm. one of my things I'm thinking about for sure. Uh, Braden? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just th- trying to think, wrap my head a little bit more around that. I, I'm really, you know, I'm proud of a guy like Carey Price who, who, can, who got to a place where he felt like he could take it um, – not advantage. That's not the right word, but um, utilize the resources around and that the NHL and the NHLPA have provided to be able to do that. You know, it's, it's a challenging situation. It's a very personal situation. So at the same time, you know, I hope he takes the time that he needs and that the pressure of the NHL and and his team needing him, um, you know, don't, uh, don't get in the way of the, the, the health or the, um, the help that he needs, the support that he needs. Um, you know, with, with things like Robin Leonard and, you know, the, the other parts of it, like you, I don't, I think that that's what you were referencing Elliot of, of kind of calling out some of the um, uh, specifically with, with the Flyers coach of Vigneault or, or was it Vigneault? I think it was Vigneault. Anyhow, just saying, you know, uh, these are things that need to change. I I think it's good. I think it's, you know, it's the, the, the player empowerment. Um, We see it heavily in, in other sports uh, like the NBA and, and just calling out things that need to be said. It, it'll be great. I mean, the, the flip side of is this, the stuff with Jack Eichel. I'm, I'm really curious to see kind of how that pans out because that's another situation where the player has said, this is something that I need is, is a neck surgery. And the, the team has said, this isn't what we're going to do. Um, and then how the agents get involved. And, and if, if Jack can get into a situation that's, that's better for him and healthier, but at the same time that Buffalo, you know, handles it'll be just really interesting i'm I'm fascinated to see how that that storyline pans out isn't it similar to to uh just touching on that one isn't there a weird thing that happened with the 76ers a little while ago about players and 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 medical procedures and things this feels like a bigger issue in sports than i think has been given uh, the time that it has wasn't there a controversy a couple of years ago, Braden? Maybe you can remind me about um, this. Where like this, there was a player that wanted a specific type of treatment for something, and the and the league doc or the team doctors weren't uh, weren't on the same page. Am I mixing up my? my you memory? might be mixing the team. I it, I mean, it could could very well be Joel Embiid's had some some health troubles, especially coming into the league, just being the size that he is. He's he's needed a little bit more attention, but. I feel like it ha- kind of happens throughout different teams all the time. They're making decisions on the fly of what's best for their team. But, you know, you're in a situation here specifically where the, the player said, this is what I think that I need. This is how I feel like, 
you know, I want to go about this and it's tricky because it's also a business. So now you've got, you know, a ton of money kind of getting in the way of a lot of these decisions that are being made. Well, I do think, I think that this is I... a product of, of players having more autonomy. Uh, you know, this started in the NBA, but I think it's starting to breach it into other leagues as well as players want to have more control over what they do, their bodies and how they play and their sponsorship deals, what they say. I mean, the money, Robin, they're, making. The money yeah. they're making. Robin Leonard speaking out is one example of that in a different way. Jack Eichel arguing with his team about the type of treatment is, 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 is different, but it's kind of the same vein as well too. And uh you know, I think that, that, that's, that that's what I think. Anyway. All right. Well, obviously something we're going to have to keep digging into as we, as we see how the season unfolds, but more importantly, I think at the forefront of all of this right now, we're going to see some hockey. We're going to get to start to understand what the, 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 these teams are going to look like back in regular divisions. We're going to get a feel for what the actual NHL in a regular season mode looks like travel, you know, there's some teams that haven't had to go very far for a long time, especially the guys like the metropolitan division where everybody's in the same kind of geographical four hour window, which is awesome. So it'll be different for them to have to travel cross country and see how that affects them. And a lot of new faces and a lot of new places. So I'm excited for all of that. Unless anyone else has anything else. I think that's topic one. Hey, guess what? The Ordinary Podcasting Network has a brand new show. If you're a fan of Hattrick Sports, then I promise you, you are going to enjoy the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Braden Della Coldman, who is one of the hosts of this show here, Hattrick, hosts an amazing basketball show with one of his best friends, Christian Steck. Together, the two of them will break down the NBA, news from around the basketball world, and get you caught up on everything you need to know. It's fun. It's fast. They have great conversation and banter. They love basketball, and you will love the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, and you can also follow them on Instagram at backyardbasketball underscore podcast. All right, topic two is one of our favorite, and now we can call it an annual tradition as we are into our second year of this uh, iteration of Hattrick. We are doing our preseason bold predictions, three of them because it's Hattrick. And uh, this year, Elliot will participate. Uh, Elliot adjudicated our our season picks or our bold predictions last uh, season at the end of the year. We did not do very well, Braden, you and I. So Elliot's going to get in on the fun, and then we'll keep track of this. And in a few months' time, we'll be able to look back and look at how uh, how bold we really were. So the, 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 the rules of the game are pretty simple. Each of us is going to give you a bold take, a bold prediction as to uh, something we anticipate uh, will be the case this season could be uh, as simple as, you know, we expect this player to do really well, or this team's going to win this or whatever, but uh, the rules uh, are pretty, pretty, pretty wide open. The only rule is we have to stand by it because we're going to hold ourselves accountable for it later. So remember that when you're making your bold predictions. we do every um, year, of course we do. And, and we can both probably already guess what one of your bold predictions will be, but we'll let you get to that when we get to it's it. It's not Elliot, that bold this year, you guys. It's not that Elliot, bold. Don't Elliot. Yeah. Elliot, I'm going to let you go first because uh, you didn't get to play this game with us last year. So you get the honor of uh, leading us off. What's your first bold prediction for the 2021-2022 season? For the oh, I'm going to bridge. I'm going to bridge off my excitement of last topic in the Seattle Kraken. My first bold prediction this year, the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season here in the NHL will, in fact, make the playoffs this year. 
That is my bold prediction. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Pacific Division, they've certainly got a good shot at it. We have a lot of teams in there that aren't uh, That's a take up right too there. Well. Yeah, it's all I take. The playoffs. I'll it's stand by that take. too, Elliot. I like take. that. <laughs> it's take. Crack and make the playoffs. Look, you look at the three California teams, not there yet. Mm-hmm. Arguably, uh, Calgary is a team that they're better than. Um, maybe the Canucks. And then it's Golden Knights and Oilers. They could finish third in the division, make the playoffs, no problem. Is it a hot take that Arizona is going to be the worst team? <laughs> or is no, that just really. obvious? No, that's not a bold prediction. They've traded away most of their talent. Uh, Braden, would you like to go second? What All is right, your my, first bold prediction? My first bold prediction. It's not too bold because, well, I well, it's, I mean, that's, that's subjective. But I think that... Uh, that special kid, Cole Caulfield, is going to win the Calder Trophy next year. He is going to win Rookie of the Year. He's going to light it up like he did last season for the five games he played. Um, yeah, he's got some competition too. Uh, I think that kid, Nadelkovich, is going to be. He's going to prove that Carolina made the biggest mistake of their lives in trading him. He's still um, considered a rookie. Or yeah. did last year not burn his contract? I don't think it. I don't think he played enough games for it to count. Yeah, it's not about contract because he could burn his contract and still be a rookie this year. It has to do with the number of games he's played. Yeah. As a pro. And then Zegris. Zegris is going to be pretty good, but he's going to have so much opportunity with Anaheim. But uh, I do think Cole Caulfield is going to win the Calder Trophy next year. This year. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, mine is similar to Elliot's. Um, I also I will I will agree that I think Seattle makes the playoffs, but I think ahead of them, I, I'm going to suggest that the Oilers win the division. Uh, I think they will be up against it hard. I think Vegas is still really really good, but I think Edmonton does have the offensive talent that, uh, depending on how that sort of schedule shakes out for them, and if they can win enough games early to sort of get ahead, I think they have a good chance at being able to ride a lot of uh, good nights on the back of McDavid and Drysital. And I think their power play is going to be absolutely lethal. So I am very confident in saying that my first bowl prediction is that the Edmonton Oilers will win the division and lead into the playoffs with the top seed coming out of the Pacific. Uh, Elliot, back to you. So I'm going to have to go find another bold prediction because that was my <laughs> literal exact bold prediction. Uh, but It's uh, like in fantasy when you've got like a guy in queue yeah. and the next, the guy just before he takes him, you're like, ah. Yeah. All right. Um, You got another one. I know you got another one. I've got another one here. I got another one here. Uh, Sticking with our Edmonton Oilers, my bold prediction this year for more time than ever before in their history of playing together, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle will play on the same line. I think they'll probably play on the same line more than they play on other lines this year. I don't know if that's a bold prediction. Oh, it's a, I think it's a bold prediction. The expectation. I think is it is too. And I don't know if I agree with it. I really think that they have found two line mates for McDavid that are going to make him really, really happy. And I don't think having dry sidle next to him is a very good, uh, excuse me, is a very good thing for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I think I having two lines roll. All right. So this is going to be a hard it's one. Bold. It's a bold, it's a bold prediction. No, we'll I'm just say if they, they, they're either going to spend uh, more games on the same line or opposite line. We can figure it out. There's a bunch of nerds that have fancy stats that show you how much they play together. (laughs) True, We can find that. All right. All right. Sounds good. So Elliot thinks that Connor and, and uh, dry saddle end up as line mates for the majority of the season. Got it. 
This does not include the power play, yes? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I know that wouldn't count at all. Because they're going to play a lot on the power play, and boy, oh boy, does that look dangerous. Yes. Yeah, that is a hell of a weapon, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not- <laughs> Did you hear the interview with Slater Cuckoo? And uh, he was on uh, he was on 630 Ched's half or intermission show uh, a couple games back, and he was talking that he wasn't playing in the preseason game, and they were asking, what's it like to have to practice against that power play? And he basically said, they don't even shoot. They just, they just pass not the puck around. To. They're not allowed to shoot because they'll That's break our nuts. ankles. Oh, my God. It's crazy. All right, Braden, what's your second You don't second want to have to replace prediction? the Nets. That's what they don't want to yeah. do. All right, my second, second bold prediction. prediction. I'm going to stay with the Oilers. All right, boys. I'm going to stay with the Oilers. And my second boldest prediction here is that December 23rd, the Oilers played the Sharks. And that game, we will not see Evander Kane on the San Jose Sharks because he will no longer be with the San Jose Sharks. In fact, he will not be with the team or he will be buried in the AHL. So I the think... suggestion is Kane doesn't finish the season with the Sharks or he doesn't finish the season in the NHL? I don't think he finished the season with the Sharks. That's my prediction. Okay. He will be gone. He is a fool. And he. I don't think anyone... I think he lost all respect... Well, a little while ago, but the most recent time he just lost everyone's respect was when he just faked his vaccine card uh, to get into some sort of probably, I don't know, casino. I don't even know. I don't know the truth, but I do know that he's a problem. And, and that's the truth right there. In San Jose. All right. All right. So San Jose and Evander Kane parting ways. That, that feels like a pretty safe pick. I like it. Okay. Here's my second bold prediction. Really, it's going to love this one. Darnell Nurse is going to win the Norris. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got to be bold, right? I got to be bold. Okay. 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 He took a huge step forward last year. The biggest thing for me with this prediction is this. Will he play power play one? I don't know if he plays power play one, but here's what I know. Darnell Nurse is going to play ridiculous minutes for this team. Yeah, he did last Big year. chunks of the season. And that's going to make him, that's going to give him a lot of really good eyeballs on that he doesn't usually get. And I think people are going to start to wake up to just how good Darnell Nurse really is. And I think if Darnell Nurse plays to his capacity, I think the ceiling on Darnell Nurse is still higher than we have ever seen, like that we are capable of seeing. He's He's got to be, I think he's capable of being a top three defenseman in the league for the rest of his career. If he plays to his potential, you look at the other guys out there and what they have, he just has so many assets. He's tall, he's strong, he can move the puck, but he can also skate the puck up and out of his zone. He knows how to jump in on the offense. He needs obviously to be a little bit tighter in his own zone, but when he's on in his own zone and his best, he's a very like reliable, strong defenseman. He's got a big frame in front of the net he moves bodies around he knows what he's doing in there he has all the weapons and all the assets he just has to put it together every single night in and out and if he plays the minutes he's capable of playing i'm telling you right now guys we have not seen the best of darnell nurse and last year darnell nurse was pretty damn good darnell nurse is gonna win the norris i don't hate that prediction the only concern i would have is generally speaking a guy gets a couple nominations before he actually wins it i'm not sure we're there with darnell yet well, he got uh, a good handful last year, didn't he? I'm sorry. Adam Fox got how many nominations? Before well, that's true. Last year? That's Adam true. Fox that's came true. out of nowhere. Yeah, that's, yeah, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's I think true. Darnell Nurse wins the Norris. That's my bold prediction. I stand by it. All right. 
he should probably deserve to win the Norris, but then all those those dumb reporters that vote will be like, well, would he actually be this good if he wasn't playing with Connor McDavid? That's that's very true, but uh, uh, yeah, well, we'll probably, see but that he's but he is playing with Connor McDavid. You know, exactly. I think I love that prediction. I thought you were gonna go with like Duncan Keith is gonna win the Norris, and no, that's no. what I <laughs> that's when I was like, okay. he's already got one. Do you want to trigger me? Do you want to trigger yeah. me? Here yeah, he'll get his right? he'll get his fourth or fifth con Smith. Is that what no? I think Elliot's been you've been a pretty like big Darnell nurse. Oh yeah, I love Booster. Darnell. This is my favorite player. He's been my there favorite player for a long time. I love Darnellers. Love Darnellers. All right, Braden, or I uh, don't know Elliot. I guess back to you. What's your third bold prediction? Third and final. Really bold posi- uh, position. Toronto Maple Leafs do not make the playoffs this year. Whoa! Really tough. Hey, <laughs> really tough whoa, 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 whoa. I can. Here, here's three teams. Are they better than these three teams? Panthers, Lightning, Bruins. No, oh, and I think you could put yeah. Carolina in there too. And well, and then no, but Carolina's in the other in the metropolitan. Oh, in the other, region. yeah, yeah. But so they, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch. They might be better than the Bruins, but hey, just to light up Leafs Nation, Toronto. That's my bold prediction. Toronto doesn't make the playoffs this year, even as the wild card. That they'll is lose intense. It. They'll lose the wild Boston. They'll they lose be up brains. by seven, and they'll lose by four. On the other side, though, there's Hurricanes, Islanders. Um, Flyers are going to be better this year. Penguins, yep. Capitals. I mean, who are you beating yep. out on that side? The Penguins might slide. I don't think. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think either team. This is not a bold prediction, but it could as well be. And I don't think either team in Pennsylvania makes the playoffs. Yeah, that's what Sportsnet was saying. Oh, yeah, really? I, I think the, I think the Flyers are going to be a much better team this year. Flyer, the with, Flyers with Ryan Ellis. Who's the other guy? Rasmus Ristolainen. Or who's their starting goalie though? Uh, Carter Hart, he's gonna have a knockout. Yeah, season. that's he, the other thing. Not terrible, he was, not terrible. Not he was not awful, but so, so we'll see if he bounces an anomaly. Anyway, Maple Leafs not making the playoffs, so and I Keith Yandel, right they've got a big hot uh def- defenseman on their power play now. All right, let's move to uh, I'm gonna do my third one, Braden, because we all know what your third one is, and I'll let you go last. Okay, well, my okay. third one Mine's might about help. the flames, but oh, really? No. I didn't think so. No, it's never about the flames. I know. Here's my third one. And this is, uh, this may or may not impact yours. Okay. I think I know where you're going. Yours is going to be about somebody making uh, the finals and probably winning the cup. Mine is not about the See, cup specifically. All right. But I'm telling you who's coming out of the East and is making the Stanley Cup finals in the East. Okay. Florida Panthers right. will play for the Stanley Cup. In the in in the in the East, I believe the Florida Panthers will make the finals. I think the Florida Panthers are ready to take the next step. You look at that roster. I yeah. mean, that is a really talented team. They've worked really hard in the last few years to build that team out. Obviously, Barkov, you know, the the obvious guys are all there. Huberdo, and and they have the potential if their goaltending can figure it out. I don't know what happened to Bobrovsky, but even if he's not on his game, Spencer Knight has potential to still be something special. You know, Aaron Ekblad is a great is a great player on that team. You've got guys who've come in and played like more like uh depth roles. Patrick Hornquest has a winning pedigree. Anthony Duclair is a good pickup for them. Sam Bennett, I think feels rejuvenated out there. He's a, he's had some great numbers in the last part of the, the season for that team. I worry about I their know, defense. Sam Reinhardt bit, though, joins them this year. I, I, I feel Thornton like their second and their third, their third defense pairing is a, a little bit weaker. 
Yeah. Didn't they push? But didn't they push Tampa Bay to six games or seven games? Oh yeah, they were, yeah. They yeah. Were, Florida is yeah. really good, they and I think Florida good. has the potential to to yeah. take that next step. And I think they will. Okay. I think they're going to make the final. I'm okay. not ready to tell you that they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think they're going to be playing for it. So my, that would be my third bold prediction: Florida Panthers. Okay, the finals. Brady, well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to follow up in the same vein here. Um, I've learned from my mistakes, but I'm going to make a bold prediction. <laughs> In that the uh, Stanley Cup will be won by one of two teams. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And it will be a rematch of the 2006 finals. Oh, God. Because I feel like Carolina is that team that's going to be there in the East. And the Edmonton Oilers will be there in the West. Oh, God. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Hattrick. <laughs> that's Hattrick. That's Hattrick. <laughs> You're not you're not ready to just give them the cup. You're only saying they're gonna make it. That's right. That's right. They got to prove it now. You know, I gave them a little bit too much uh, opportunity last year. This is and a they... bold one because now you've got two pieces of this. So Carolina and Edmonton. That's right. That's right. Is the finals? We're here making bold predictions. All right. All right. You heard it world, here, folks. The world where. The world where the Oilers play Carolina for the Stanley Cup and neither and the Kraken make the playoffs and the Leafs don't make the playoffs is like a wet dream for <laughs> No, it's amazing. <laughs> and it'll happen, you guys. 2021. This is the year. All right, here we go. Those are our bold predictions. Let us know what you think about those on social media. And uh we, we will archive the, the audio so that in uh six or seven months' time we can look back at how foolish or how great how right we were. I feel like our number ones and twos are, are pretty, we have a high percentage of happening. Yeah. I Which think we learned from our mistakes. I don't, think I don't know. I think some of ours were pretty good. I think if yeah. I hadn't had, if, if, if Vancouver hadn't gotten ill, Demko still would have been their first goalie. I think I got that one right. And Brayden, Brayden alleged that Mike Smith was like, gonna I know. <laughs> That, that was, was the, the biggest. Worst. That was the biggest mistake ever. But I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad he proved me wrong, and that they signed him for two more years. Holy moly! Uh, that's topic two. The Ordinary Podcasting Network is excited to announce that we have launched a merch store on our website. The store is full of ordinary swag, including T-shirts, hoodies, and hats. You can pick out something awesome and support your favorite podcast today by heading over to ordinarypodcasts.com. All right, topic three, the old uh, faithful topic go to, and uh, we haven't done it in quite a few weeks, so it's fun to go back to it. It's hats off. Hashtag hats off. Elliot, who are you taking your hat off to this Thanksgiving long weekend? Yeah, this Thanksgiving long weekend, I am going to tip my hat to the Canadian men's national soccer team. They are in a dogfight right now in the final World Cup qualifiers. Uh, they're in the final round here. They're in a group with eight teams. The top three move on. They are currently fourth. Uh, Hard-fought hard draw with Jamaica today um, and Mexico, surprisingly, earlier in the week. Just teeing this up, we'll be talking a lot more in depth about it next week and as this process continues on. But, um, hey, they're still in it. They're one point back of third place Panama. Um, wouldn't it be great to see them make it into the World Cup? So that's off to them doing well. Braden. 
Nice. I'm tipping my hat this week to um, probably one of the greatest boxers we've seen in this generation, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, won the third uh, third bout against Tyson Fe- or uh, against uh, Wilder, James Wilder. Uh, it was a battle, man. Eleven rounds. It's, both of the guys got knocked down quite a few times, and yeah. Yeah, the undisputed heavyweight king of the world, Tyson Fury. And uh, I will tip my hat this week uh, to someone who we've already acknowledged. Braden already tipped his hat to him earlier in an earlier segment, but I'm going to tip my hat to Carey Price and to his family, um, getting the help he, he he clearly needs and feels he needs and and both an acknowledgement of um, – you know, many people, I think, throughout their lives will go through different types of struggles. Uh, athletes, celebrities, people in the limelight are no different than everybody else. Um, luckily, as Braden pointed out, uh, he, he was able to, um, to, to, to make use of the NHL and the NHLPA's um, good uh, opportunities for, for, for support. And I think that that's a, you know, I think not only is it obviously most and firstly important for him and his family, but I think it's also, it sends another great symbol and, 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 and uh, signal to other people out there who are fans of him and, and recognize that if, even if he needs help, they, they too should look for help when necessary. And I would encourage anyone who's out there struggling, you know, seek out help, go, go talk to the people in your life, but, but more importantly, go talk to professionals who are there to support you. Um, because mental health is a real thing and, uh, we should all be looking for it and we, you know, we should be thankful for the opportunities that we all have in our lives to, to, to get the support and uh, help we need. So Carrie Price, thank you for being a great role model. Uh, we wish him and his family all the best on their road to, to, uh, you know, some peace and, 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 and well-being and health. And, uh, and, and, that, and that's that. So my hat goes off to him. Um, and my head goes off to the two of you. Thanks for coming back. It's always fun. Uh, Brayden, uh, we're glad you survived, uh, you know, the the Southern wild. (laughs) Oh my God. I was locked up for so long. Actually, you guys, I did think I got COVID while I was down there. It was quite a scare. And, uh, fortunately I didn't have it. I was able to get back, but the idea of being stuck in a place that has no healthcare is beyond me. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Mind you, you don't have much healthcare right now in Alberta anyway. You're not going to get into any ERs. It's all backed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I do have the healthcare. Uh, what a great welcome back. We are all excited. NHL hockey. Let's go Oilers. They get going on Wednesday. And uh, we will be back next week with more for you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. That's Hattrick. Hattrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. Produced every week by Jordan Dyler Coltman and Braden Dyler Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. The Ordinary Podcasting Network wishes to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include. Treaty 6 territory, the traditional meeting ground and home for many indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Dene, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, and the Nakota Sioux peoples, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We acknowledge the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit, whose footsteps have marked 
these lands for generations. And we extend our appreciation for the opportunity to live, create, and share stories on these territories. The Ordinary Podcasting Network intends to engage in conversations and dialogue, which acknowledge that reconciliation is not a destination, but a journey, and that we remain committed to practicing our craft in a decolonized space.